0: Today on our podcast, we have Miranda from The Marketing Uninhibited. She is a marketing coach for small business owners. And we were so grateful to have her on. She gave us such practical tools to help with marketing. And we're excited for you to listen. And just for us, just for our podcast listeners, she has added a free Marketing 101 workshop For our listeners to attend, Jenny and I are going to be on there. We hope that you join us. It is Thursday, September 16th at 7.30 p.m. Central Time. And anyone who attends, she is going to be raffling off a free one-on-one session to follow up with. If you love what you hear today, if you find her valuable, I think you will um, head on over to our Instagram at underscore small business sisters, and we will be posting a Zoom link to register for the workshop. Again, it's next Thursday, September 16th, 7.30pm Central. She'll be raffling off a free one-on-one session. We're super, super excited. I think you're going to love her. So stay tuned for that. Also want to give our business shout out to our Instagram winner, Andrea Huey of Crazy Kind of Wildflower. She runs a blog where she gives super fun activities for kids. Make sure to go check her out. You can download worksheets and coloring sheets for your kids to do. It's 102 degrees where I am. Not sure if it's still hot where you are, but it gives them something creative and fun to do indoors. And check her out at www.crazykindofwildflower.com and on Instagram at of wildflower. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Small Business Sisters,
1: where two sisters who started their own separate businesses come together to share all things business growth and personal growth. Every week, they will share practical business tips they have learned along their journey and share their individual perspectives. So grab a drink and join the sisterhood as they discuss all things womenhood, motherhood, and small business.
0: What's up, everybody? It's Small Business Sisters Podcast, and I just said my favorite intro intro from one one of my favorite coaches and podcasters, Miranda. Thank you for having me. We're so excited you're here. Um, Miranda, you've heard us talk about her a lot. She is my, Jenny's marketing coach, um, and she coaches several clients on marketing so she's going to share with us today um all about her story and then also give you some really practical marketing 101 tips so mm-hmm. we're going to talk about that Miranda I've known you okay we just said this we <laughs> we really forgot. Out. okay 2018 well I feel like I knew you mm-hmm. 2017 maybe through your mom we became friends mm-hmm. um and then 2018 was the first time I hired you. So it's been it's been a few years with you. I cannot believe I feel like I don't know, maybe this is what
1: teachers feel like when they <laughs> like see their students that graduated, because I have a handful that have been with me from the beginning. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, three years. Look at you. Look
0: at how much you've grown. I love it. We were like preschool marketing people. Yeah. And, and now we're like, in you're out in the so real world. world. Uh, I love it. I've I'm so grateful for my work with you. So I'm excited to for you to share that with everybody today. So first kind of tell us because you weren't always a marketing like you studied marketing, your degrees in marketing, but you didn't always um help with small business marketing. So can you tell us like a little bit about your journey?
1: Yes. So I did go to college for marketing and I have a degree in marketing. Um, And after college, I got a job in sales. So I worked for a Fortune 500 company. And when I say sales, I mean like actual knocking on doors sales. And I cried in my car all the time. That sounds terrible. It was very hard. And I was the youngest district sales manager in the country at that time. And so I was like this anomaly when we would go to training and everyone would be like, oh, are you the 23 year old? And I would call my my district manager, who was like two years from retirement. And I'm sure I made that the longest two years. <laughs> there. And I would just call him crying. And so anyway, I got laid off from there. Um, and I ended up moving to Virginia Beach. And then while I was there, I got a marketing assistant role, which is what really changed it for me because I had yet to be in like a dedicated marketing role until that point. And it was for a retirement community. And I just I love that job so much. I got to drive a golf cart, but they also had a really big um, marketing budget and they were super innovative for being a retirement community. And they had copywriters and graphic designers. And so that's when I really got to see like how all of these things work together. Um, and I did that for four years. And then I came back to Illinois. So I am live in Illinois and I was... Waiting tables at a restaurant, and found out that they had like they had an opening for a marketing person. They didn't have a title, Um, and the manager approached me. One of yeah, one of the managers, and was like, "Hey, based on your resume, you should probably apply for this position." And so I did, and I interviewed like in my serving uniform, you know, like (laughs) upstairs. Um, And then I ended up getting it, and I stayed there for a while, a couple years. Um, and then ultimately it was a really toxic <laughs> environment, but I had the role of a, I was marketing director. That was my title there. And I realized while I was working for them because they were a small business, the same owner had run that owned that restaurant and run it for 30 years. And I was the only one in the marketing department. And so I needed marketing help. And we were outsourcing all this marketing help. And I could not find someone to help me with the strategy and the branding side of things. I could find a web developer. I could find someone to run social media. I could find someone to do emails. But I knew that the big picture was the most important before we started doing that. Um, So that's when really what planted the seed. And like there's an opportunity here in this market to help small businesses with big picture marketing strategy and implementation. Um, so ultimately, I dem- in one meeting I demoted myself from marketing director <laughs> and then pitched them and brought them on as my first client. And wow, so that's where it started. And I uh, went through, yeah.
0: Um, can you define? Like, I feel like marketing has such a. We think of marketing, and we're like, "Oh, commercials and like all this stuff," which it is. But can you define like what marketing is to you?
1: Yes. Yeah. So, marketing. One of my favorite definitions of marketing is from Seth Godin. Um, it's a book called "This Is Marketing," which I recommend for everyone. But his definition of marketing is just creating change. So, creating change within an industry, within a community, within your niche, whatever that is. Um, creating change. And then how I like to define it really is just an emotional connection between two humans. And I think for small business owners, especially, that is really impactful because it's your business and it's so personal to you. And then your customers become like family and you get to know them one-on-one. And as the face, like when I define it that way, I feel like, oh, okay, I can do that. Like I can make a connection with someone. But when you add in the the commercials and the advertising, it gets overwhelming and expensive, I feel like.
0: Yeah. I love that definition though. Emotional connection between two humans because even Nike, like a huge company, you have this like emotional... Well, I I personally like Nike's advertising and what they stand for. And so you have this like personal connection mm-hmm. to this huge company. And I feel like small business is even easier to get to that point We just, I think there's a lot of like worry and insecurity in between those two points, but I love that you defined it that way.
1: And yeah, the thing with Nike is like at this point where they are in their business, it's no longer, it feels personal to the consumer, but it's no longer like personal to the people that represent or work at Nike. Like it's spread, the attention is spread across so many faces now with their endorsements. But in the beginning, when Phil Knight started that company, it was just like All of us here, like he was out there shaking hands at track meets and like pushing his shoes um, to get runners to wear them. And so I think people like also forget that part of the story with Nike or any other big business that it did have to start somewhere with someone making an emotional connection with someone else.
0: I love that because it makes business. I, I mean, it makes it so much more personable. And in, because I remember my first meeting with you, I thought marketing was social media or like you were going to help me with yeah. <laughs> social media. <laughs> so uh, marketing, that, I just love that, that it's something to create change and a personal connection. Because, And while social media is a piece of that, so I love mm-hmm. how all those things are pieces of that, but it helps you focus on the big picture of connecting with
1: your client right. or customer. Exactly.
0: So now you coach small business clients. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a client of yours, and <laughs> I'm going on three years. Three, I think we just said that three years together. Um, so why don't you tell the listeners what you do with your clients, and then I can kind of share my experience after that.
1: So stemming from. The I like when I was at the restaurant and I saw that there was a lack of big picture strategy and implementation and planning. Like so I work primarily with creative entrepreneurs and planning is not always strong suit for creatives, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so um what I do is I so essentially I I work with clients on a one-to-one basis. Um It's called marketing coaching. So I don't execute the marketing plan, but I work with you to develop your marketing foundation, which we'll talk about later. But that is like your target audience, your mission statement, like really grounding aspects of your business. So then we can build a marketing plan that ensures we're going to meet your goals and also works to your schedule and your personality. And then really the target audience is the most important piece. So essentially, I work with clients one-on-one. We meet once a month. And then um, based on that one-hour meeting, I create a marketing action plan. It's a 4-week marketing action plan that then you take and you implement. And I support you throughout the month, however you need it.
0: Yeah. I, mean, I-, I feel- Oh sorry Jenny. I just no, exactly. I don't know I don't know if this is spoiling anything that somebody would see from a booking with you but can you give one example of what of one action would be on the action plan? Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about Jenny in the beginning
1: like one of the most transformative actions she had was to develop like a process, well, processes for her business so that she was on a schedule because scheduling is really hard, especially for busy moms, entrepreneurs. Um, so we got her into like the launch schedule that you know and love now, where she creates a set seasonal launch or a set seasonal line, product line. How do you? Yeah. Do that? yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> and then she has scheduled launches. So everything you see the way she runs her business now we worked everything backwards from those launches. So like then we created a timeline. So we know we want to launch the fall sense at the end of August. What do you need to do marketing and creation wise all the way to like scent development? At like, mm-hmm. at what point in the month or weeks leading up to the launch does she need to be finalizing her sense, right? You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that was, yeah. No, yeah,
0: that, and I, so I feel like Meaning it's so helpful. It really is because like Miranda said, you can, I think I went into it thinking, oh, Miranda's just going to create this list of stuff for me to do and I'm going to do it. And then she's going to follow up on it. But it really is. She's sitting with you one-on-one, listening to your goals and dreams for your business and pulling out of all the things you're saying, the actions you need to take to get to that goal. So my goal, even three years ago was to have a shop, a Mm -hmm. brick-and-mortar shop someday. And in the journey of that, we went from... Okay, so here's the goal of brick-and-mortar shop. We did open houses where I, for a season... No, not a season, years, did... monthly open houses because I was I was still passionate about my part-time job Um, my kids were very young that's just what worked for me to look like a shop then I moved into subscription boxes because I found my introvertedness got too um, it was too much to do (laughs) monthly open houses so like 18 months into that then we pivoted and okay so how do we continue to bring up monthly sale sales but not be me in person doing things. So then I did candle subscription boxes. Mm -hmm. Then that became so successful, but I realized that's not really what I wanted to do. So then we pivoted to, I co-owned a shop with somebody. And so then we adjusted all my action plans from then. So I think that's what's been most helpful for me is you have this long range goal, but then each month, Miranda's sitting with you and helping you look at it. Cause I also think as a small business owner and a creative small business owner, your brain is like always like this. Like, you know, you want to do this social media post, but then oh my gosh, I got to develop the scent. Then I have to contact the stores. So I'm always all over the place. And I feel like you are someone that is unattached from mm-hmm. my business. So you're able to like see all those things and put them down for me. So then that month. I can work on those things that really are going to help the end plan, not the ones that aren't. That's what I was just going to say. I she's like almost like a therapist for your business. Where (laughs) exactly like that. (laughs) She's this unbiased party that Mm -hmm. one is rooting for you, right? Like therapist group for you. They want you to do well. So rooting for you, but also can see bigger picture. Where when to what you're saying, Jenny, when you're a creative maker with you couldn't see jenny's arms but when she said she's like this she's she was saying that she's all over the place and uh, has to have her um you know her mind in so many different areas that you're able to like jenny's somebody who and, and myself if it's on a list if it's something to do you almost can forget about it in your mind like don't take up space in there anymore because you have it written down. Like, I'm going to do it. I know I'm going to do it on Wednesday to prep for my launch two weeks from now or whatever. So I can see how that's so beneficial. It really is. And numbers, like you should talk Mm -hmm. about getting people into numbers. (laughs) Yeah, so I feel like... So when
1: people come to me like Jenny, they think marketing is like this external thing. Like, oh, I need help with marketing. This is over here, this other <laughs> area of my business. But really it's such an internal process to develop your marketing messaging and a schedule that works for you and to put yourself out there. Like what we're doing as small business owners, especially creatives when you're making this stuff with your own hands, like it's personal and it's vulnerable. And so um, yeah, the processes is one thing, but then I also have everyone track numbers, and this usually takes us a little bit of time, depending on where the business is when I begin working with them. But it's a real basic. So my philosophy for marketing that is simple, doable, and fun. So I don't want anything overcomplicated or overwhelming ever. So it's just a basic spreadsheet, and I um, after Jenny's, I think was the first one where we like okay, she has so many different revenue streams. Like you could have Etsy or we were you? Did you start on Etsy? I did start on yeah. Etsy yeah. So like yeah. working to get off of Etsy and all, you know. So oh you yeah. That was a goal.
0: That was a goal one time. Yeah, that was a
1: goal. So you have Etsy and then you may have your storefront and then you have online sales. And then if you're selling on social media, you know, like all of these things. So just being able to see it all in one place is helpful to keep you organized, but then it helps with strategy because now you're saying like with Jenny, like, okay, I'm ready to phase out subscription boxes, boxes, like where are we going to make up that income in one of these other revenue streams so that it's not lost? Or
0: just looking at that column and being like, honestly, this isn't worth the time. Yes, like, that's, that's what happened with the subscription boxes. Yeah. Because that way, so my spreadsheet sheet, it's probably like 13 columns. Yes. And then each row is like, May 2019, May 2020. So it is like so cool to because it's all in one spreadsheet still. So I can literally go back to May 2019 and look at each number from... I have columns for web sales, in-person sales, um, craft show sales. This was an event at my house sales. This is light and pine sales. So I can really see, okay, this is what's doing really well. But not only that, I can look back and be like, oh yeah, in-person sales drops in April and July. So then I can see like, okay, don't freak out because that has happened um, each time. And that's what happened with the subscription boxes. I was seeing the number compared to like other web sales that month. And even though subscription might have been high that was just a high performing month. So the scri- subscription really wasn't worth it because it was so much extra work. So because of those numbers, I was able to quickly make a decision like, okay, I got it. I got to put my energy in one of these other columns.
1: And I feel like that helps you make like a logical business decision versus on a whim, like, oh, I'm tired of subscription boxes. Like they're done, you know, like a really emotional decision, which like there was, data to support what you were thinking and how you were feeling. And so then we worked it into the plan to phase it out. And I think yeah, what is fun about the numbers at this point is like for people that I've worked with for a couple of years, like you being able to see the growth. And like, that's where I get where I can say like, you know, she increased her sales up like 150% or whatever, seven times or, you know, because I have all my clients tracking their numbers. So then when we and we don't really spend that much time on them once it's set up. You just are supposed to go in monthly and just update it. Yeah. And a lot of people fight me in the beginning. <laughs> because it's tedious, especially to go back for like all of 2019 and 2020. But once you have it done and then you can see, it's also helpful. You can see where your money's coming from. You can see like we track overhead. Yeah. Expenses. expenses. Yeah. And like... Um, owner pay, you know, to make sure you're paying yourself out of that. Well, that
0: was the. I mean, that was such a huge. One of our dogs is barking. I don't know if that's at your. Is that Odin? Or that's no, have that's a dog my house. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have a lot of dogs between the mm-hmm. three of us. Everybody. Um, that was one of my goals was to leave my part time job that I would be making enough income. So again, that was like another column each month. I could see like, okay, haven't met it yet. Haven't met it yet. And then I met it. (laughs) Yeah. And then
1: you surpassed it so quickly once you went full time.
0: So that had, and I really, you are, okay. So like the one-on-one sessions are fantastic with you. You help um, just bring everything into a big picture that is so cluttered Mm -hmm. in my mind. Um, But then also you're available to talk things through throughout the month. So for example, I, something that's really hard for me. um, Okay. I'm going to give a very specific example is if a, (laughs) is if a, let's say a bride wants me to make Mm -hmm. her wedding party candles and is very specific about what she wants, um, we, we come up with an agreement, I do the candles. And at the end, then, you know, there's some kind of issue of like, oh, but I want, I thought I would get some kind of discount for mm-hmm. having so much. Um, so that is something Then I'll go to Miranda and be like, okay, here's my thing. I really don't know what to do. Here's how I'm feeling, but here's how I'm thinking. Here's, like the actual facts, can you help me sort through this? And and what words do I say? <laughs> and so that is just such a practical help um, that I don't, that, I mean, I'm guessing other people struggle with that, that I feel like, oh, I have a coach in my corner that when something comes up like this, some I don't have to figure it out all by myself. Like I have somebody with experience that can help me um, talk through that. And it's not like you're like, okay, here's what you do. It, it mm-hmm. is really like you talk through, okay, I'm hearing you say this. I know this about you. What if you how do you feel about seeing something like this? And that always helps me. So I feel like that is a huge help to having a marketing or a huge yeah. point to having a marketing coach because it is those like real real life scenarios that maybe you aren't totally prepared for, but Someone that works with small business owners would know how to do, right? Okay, so right. Well, because you said marketing is an emotional connection between two um, two humans, mm-hmm. and so when situations arise like that, it's really hard to separate out the fact that I am human and I care about the person on the other side. Mm-hmm. But in the end, you are a business, and it you know there's so many things you have to weigh when you all of a sudden have to return a possible $250 order or whatever it is. And so I can see how even your response to a situation like that is in a way marketing. Mm-hmm. It's saying who you are and what you stand for and expectations. So I can see how that's really helpful.
1: And it's setting boundaries. You guys talked a lot about boundaries with Susie and um so it like we that's something we do too is establishing boundaries and figuring out like what your boundaries are and a lot of times it takes a customer pushing back on those boundaries for us to establish a boundary and be <laughs> like you know what that's not acceptable I'm not I'm not going to tolerate that and I think having establishing that marketing foundation is what helps the business owner start to create that separation like start to think of the business as a business because in you both know a lot of the people I work with are in the same position where they started this as a creative outlet or hobby. So it was like near and dear to their heart. And then they grew it into a business from there. And so it can kind of be, it is difficult to learn how to run a business compared to like, oh, I'm just selling these on Etsy and not, you know, so interested in the profit or the bad reviews. Like Christina, you said you had like 900 (laughs) good reviews. You had a ridiculously high number. (laughs) And so that when you're dealing with that volume of reviews and as you grow, like there are going to be more negative reviews. It's just like a numbers thing. There will always be a negative. And so, yeah, and I like those. Those are like marketing problems on the fly. They're fun for me. Well,
0: I'm glad you think they're fun because every time I'm like, oh, shoot, I got to ask. For it.
1: <laughs> no, I love it. I love it.
0: So uh, can you, for the people listening and who are interested in marketing and maybe like their mind is blown right now about that it's uh, a life, like changing lives, if not just social media and commercials, um, can you maybe, I know you offer so many awesome courses. And you actually have a Marketing 101 course, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That um, I encourage everybody to go check out and do because that is how I started. I did one of Miranda's Marketing 101 courses. And um, it just launched into something awesome. So can you kind of give us an overview of like, what is Marketing 101?
1: Yes. So I pulled up um, so I'll give you uh, what I consider Marketing 101. There are five components. And this is what I cover in the course. In, number one is mission statements. Um, so mission statements are the who, the what, the why, and the how. Um, and it's really the roadmap. For the vision statement. So what's important and the reason I do this, why I have people do the mission statement is to start getting people thinking bigger picture about their business. So like elevate you. When you hear people say either working in your business or working on your business, working on it is like the big picture thinking. Um, So I have people write a mission statement for that purpose. And then to be honest, we don't always go back to it. Like You don't have to Put it anywhere. It's just an exercise for you to... It's like a grounding exercise to help you. And you can certainly use it. People do share it and post it on their websites. I think Jenny has, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Let me find mine. I'll tell you mine. My mission statement (laughs) is we create multi-sensory experiences for the everyday trendsetter. We breathe life into existing decor, brighten spaces with our candles, and reawaken senses with our essential oil blends.
1: Yeah. And it's so, it's like specific about what you do, but also gives you room for growth and expansion. Um, And we went through a couple iterations of that. And that's, that's what I will say. Whenever we do a marketing 101 course, I always encourage people to like go back to it or sleep on it or vet it with some trusted people in their circle, you know, just take some time. And also it's not set in stone. So, then the second thing, probably my most favorite activity, is called brand pillars. So, this is an exercise where we develop, we, it's again like a journaling exercise, but it's brand pillars are three to four words you can use to describe your brand. It's like quick and easy. So, for me, marketing is simple, doable, and fun. And then what you can do with these words is you can sprinkle them in to all of your content. Because a big part of marketing is being consistent. And so maybe if you're not quite consistent with your messaging, or you're still figuring some other things about your business out, you can still... You can be consistent with these 3 or 4 words. And people will start to associate those words with your brand.
0: Well, that's so good. I don't do that. I'm going to start doing that. What are your... Oh, you don't sprinkle them in? but I know. know. I don't sprinkle them in. I know them. They are (laughs) holistic authentic and illuminated.
1: Yeah. And I think, I feel like you do use those words probably more than you realize. I (laughs) feel like
0: I definitely use illuminated, but I don't know about, well, I probably authentic. I got to start using holistic. Fun fact, I have uh, brand pillars that I picked for Beautiful Chaos. And anytime that I post on social media or plan a post, I think in my head, does this represent one of those words? Mm -hmm. So it's one of those things that um, once you know them, you kind of double check. Like, is this actually representative of my brand or yes. is it not? What that are, kind your, of helps what are your words? Authentic is one of mine. Oh my gosh. We're the same. Yep. <laughs> uh, authentic, bright, Um. Oh my gosh, you're throwing me off. I can't think of the other two, but I have two more based. I really focus on authentic and bright. Inclusive is one of mine. Um, Inclusive, authentic, bright, and fun. Awesome. So like if you buy a shirt, that's kind of how I want you to feel. If you enter in on my page, like I want you to feel those things. So Mm -hmm. those are, um, I try to incorporate humor to be like the fun part of it. So (laughs) I just wanted to do that side note.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, that's a... And those are two perfect examples because what you said, Christina, is like how you want them to feel when they come to your page or when they shop with you. And I know the same for your words, Jenny. It's about conveying emotion and that is so much of what our marketing is. We want that message to convey emotion of some kind. So like when people... And this translate off, translates off of social or your website too. So, like, this is where we talk about brand consistency. So, if Christina gives off this feeling on social, and then you check her website, and you're like, "Yes, this is what I thought it would be." And then and you, you meet me in person, and you're like, "Oh, yeah." And then you're like, "Hold on, She's like, this is not fun. This is not like if you went into her store and you had." the opposite reaction, then that would be an inconsistency. That's like a red flag for a client because it breaks the trust. It's like, oh, I was trusting you, trusting you. And now all of a sudden, this is not what you said it would be. And that could go for if you're shipping something on Etsy, where they have a great interaction with you on your Etsy shop and messages, and then you send them like, "I, I have had a client who has shipped the wrong product out. And then you're like, wait a second, this was going so well. And now you know and and mistakes happen and we're all human so it's just like in that case how does she follow up and handle that right um so those are those are really good examples and you both are doing such a good job
0: thanks all right. <laughs> well, thanks but that does show you the difference i don't have a marketing coach and i wasn't able to whip mine up at the <laughs> top of my hat or whatever the, <laughs> <laughs> off the top of my head <laughs> <So>, um, uh, <laughs> Brandon, you must know we, yeah, that we <laughs> I can never get phrases right. Like, we have no. a list of mm-hmm. it's Christina isms. Yeah, we love them. Yeah. They're so much better than the actual things Yes, I'll I love people like better. that. So sorry, but yes, I could not think of them at the top of my head off the top of my head because I, I like the top them. of my hat better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Marshall said
1: something the other day. He was like, Yeah, I think he said you stop on a hat. And I was like, no, you stop on a time. <laughs> stop not the on a hat. <laughs> not the same. Um, but those are so how did you how did you come to yours then for people listening that want for to for mine? Yeah.
0: Um I um well, we Jenny and I went to a conference in Nashville and one yeah. of them was like all about your brand. And so the, again, that was what 4 years ago, Jenny? 3 years ago? Yeah. Probably right before Miranda because I think it was November of 2018. Mm-hmm. I only yeah. know that because yeah. I we lived in this house. Um but we there was like a a a breakout of brand and so that's when I chose my words. But um And then because of the development that I've done for myself um, regarding social media, I've just tried to work it in that way, but I've never, um, like, I'm sure figuring it all out is super helpful. But when I wrote that, it's without a coach, it's hard to know, like, well, where does this fit in? Mm -hmm. And it's um, like, that was three years ago. And I'm just now figuring out, like, where it fits in. So, you know, Jenny's three years ahead of me on this.
1: I think that's important too, because there was like something your intuition, like you weren't quite sure how it would work out, but you trusted those words. And so there's something to be said for that too. And like following your intuition and just knowing like, all right, it's going to work. Somehow it's going to work out. And that comes up in marketing coaching too, where we're, a lot of it is like, yeah, you can do that. You can trust your, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. teaching people how to trust themselves because for so long we've gotten away from that or working to please others or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: so you might, if you're listening, you might come to that on your own, but I do want you to hear it's a lot faster when you have a professional (laughs) helping you
1: on the other side. Probably more fun too, I think, to brainstorm with someone. It is 100%. 100%. So then the third one is target audience. Um, And this is probably the most important exercise we work on in Marketing 101 um, so I de- I define it as who is your favorite slash ideal customer. So you can think of your ideal customer, like if that person doesn't exist yet, or if you have a favorite, you're like, man, this would be wonderful if I just had 100 of these people um, or this person. Think about that favorite customer and what aspects of their personality or what about them makes them ideal, makes them an ideal fit or match with your business. Um, and then you can ask yourself, like, who is the one person you're looking to change? So going back to marketing is change. like whose life are you looking to impact directly? And then speak directly to them. And this is where it can be really helpful to take the pressure off of your marketing messaging and just knowing like, OK, I'm going to just talk to one person. I'm just going to email one person like You're not. Broadcasting to the entire internet right now, you know, like your or your video is not going out to the entire internet. Um, but Jenny, I still remember yours is Amelia, right?
0: Yes, it's Amelia. <laughs> Fun fact, listeners. Um Amelia, if I was gonna be my daughter's name, but I don't have a daughter, so she's my target audience. <laughs> Amelia is in her mid thirties, but I feel like I'm going to change that now because I know I'm in my upper thirties. She has a part-time job. She's busy. She's a cool feminist mom. She's a trendsetter and she's an empowered woman actively participating in her life.
1: Yes. And then what that does, like having that profile helps you, Empathize with them in your marketing messaging. And so you can speak to problems you're solving, pain points they're having, how your product will benefit or improve or change their life. Like, what about it? Even if it's just self care, right? Or, you know, little things um, like with just add jeans for moms. It's like, do this little, it's like such a nice treat for yourself to have this. And so that's how it's improving your life and saving time. Um, so having a target audience just that one person, not even talking about having a niche or any of that, just who are you talking to on the other end of that messaging? Um, And then number four, so content strategy. So this is obviously where most people come to me, they want to have a content strategy or social media strategy. So really what we're trying to figure out with a content strategy is where does your audience so that person that we just named in the last exercise, let's say Amelia, like where does Amelia spend her time online? Where is she? Is she on Instagram? Is she on Facebook? Is she trying to go off the grid? So you need to like go out in person and meet. (laughs) Um, And then what are, so that's one thing is where does your audience spend their time? And then number two, like what are your own personal communication strengths? Do you like to communicate? Jenny, she doesn't want to talk on the phone. Like she's all text, right? So she's going to be, we're going to play to that strength, especially in the beginning with your marketing content to help you get comfortable and consistent with creating content. So you have to know your own strengths. And then the three things that are most important, I think, are just showing up, showing your face and being consistent.
0: That is so good that it, you can, everybody could just write all that down right now and go do it. And yes, yes, you can do it there, right now. You could, and it mm-hmm. makes it feel so much more simple, doable, and fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you don't, oh, go ahead, Christina. Oh, I was just going to ask. So that's kind of uh, what your, what somebody could expect if they signed up for your first workshop, but more in depth. Mm-hmm. Um, can anybody in the nation do that? Or is that only people local to you? Anyone can do the workshops. When are we airing this episode? Because I have a
1: free one on September 7th, Tuesday.
0: Oh, that, oh that perfect. Because this will, oh no, this will air, air Wednesday, Wednesday, September 8th. 8th. Okay. So well, I we can promote the- that before the podcast, even that that's yeah, happening. We could do that. And then mm-hmm. I would just say people can check
1: Instagram um, regularly because now's the time where I'll start running these more frequently. So like, I haven't decided quite what the schedule will be, but there will be more marketing 101 workshops coming up. Mm-hmm. And then um, if you hire me as a marketing coach and you haven't done one of those workshops, we do spend your first hour, your first monthly meeting going through the marketing one one content. Mm-hmm. Because either way, I need you to have it so that we're on the same page and we have something to build upon as we grow mm-hmm. your
0: business. Mm-hmm. And this is the perfect time for, especially those of you, this is your first year in business. Your September through December will be very busy if you are a maker in the in the maker industry. Photography too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm trying to think of some other niches, but um, The more that you can have running in the background for you, the better because you are just going to be so hands-on from September to January to the beginning of January, really. Um, So I'll encourage everybody on the other side that um, definitely look into this just because the more encouragement and push that you have and the more set up you are, the more the the less chaotic you'll feel as you click Mm -hmm. closer to the holiday season, in my opinion. Yeah, the more organized. Mm -hmm. And Miranda has a fantastic podcast. I mean, it's totally free. Every week, she has an episode that gives you like really practical marketing advice. So I highly recommend listening to that. Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Where else can we find you? You
1: can find me on Instagram at Marketing Uninhibited. So I have an archive of old videos there. So there's a lot of good free content on there. I actually go through all of these Marketing 101 topics in an IGTV video. So it's like seven minutes or less if you want to go. There's so many versions of Marketing 101. I talk about them on the podcast too. So you can scroll back and they're marked Marketing 101. Um, and then there's a self-guided version of Marketing 101 on the free workshop tab of the website. And that's Marketinguninhibited.com.
0: And those of us who don't live locally close by can still um use you for our service, right? Yeah, I have okay. clients all over. Yeah, we did Good. Zoom. I mean, sometimes we still do Zoom. Yeah. For our most meetings. Of my clients
1: do Zoom unless they are local. And so then it's you know, sometimes we go out for coffee or whatever.
0: Okay, I have, a, <laughs> I have another question to ask you mm-hmm. and it might be a good um, uh, like ending question for us all to think about, but I would love <laughs> to hear your answer. Um, Jenny and I were talking about this when she came to visit me and I know she said that uh, y'all had started talking about it. I don't know if you've finished the conversation, um, but a lot of times... In small business and corporate, pretty much America in general, we just have this need to keep like I okay, I'm at this point, but I need to get higher, and I need to get higher, and I made this much, but I need to make more. Um, and that can I can only speak from small business because that's only the only thing I've done. Um, but it's almost like competing with yourself. Like okay, I did this now, I need to. Is there any? Is there? What is your advice about? Um, not hitting burnout. Where mm-hmm. is there a time where you can, and maybe this is something you talk about in your one on ones, but is there a time to ride that wave that you've built and not be trying to get up, 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 up? Um, oh, a new product, oh, a new this, oh, a new this. Is there a time where you can just ride out the wave, or is it co- going to be constant? What's next? What's next? What's next?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. And I think something at each level, we all have to figure out. So one thing I do is ask my clients, like, okay, what are you what are you hoping is going to happen at that next level, right? Like, are you waiting for that next income level for you to be like, less stressed or a nicer wife or a better business owner, whatever you think you know, whatever you're hanging on that next level, like really getting clear with yourself about what that is and why you're going after that. And then what about that? Can you start like embodying today? Like, can you be like, so uh, one activity when people are growing, I like to have them think, or especially with setting boundaries, like what would a future you do? Like if you have this idea of where you want your business to go, or you have like Jenny, as shop owner, it was like, okay, well, what would shop owner Jenny do? Like, you wouldn't have time to be dealing with all of these individual, like back and forth, you'd have to streamline it, right? Streamline communication or streamline the process. So as far as growth goes, it's entirely individual, it's up to you. And I think that they're, so if you're growing, or you want to grow to a next level, you just have to identify why and then be okay with that. So if it's why, because you know, having this added income will help me like hire an assistant, which will help free up my schedule so I can spend more time with my kids. Like that seems like a really good why to have and something you could get behind. But if it's just because your entrepreneur friend next door is hitting that and you feel like you should be doing that, like anytime should is in your answer. I feel like that's a red flag for you to pause and evaluate. And then I think it's okay For everyone to know that like you can slow down on your business and it's not going to go away. And I think we have this fear that if we like ease up on the gas pedal, the car is just going to stall and like sputter and we're going to be stuck. But you can you're in control of that. And so you can slow it up or speed it down or, you know, this with COVID, like it was so such an intense year for everyone. And so and then I feel like 2021, we're all dealing with like the COVID hangover and then you know what's coming now with kids back in school. And so really just like you can run your business however you want to. And if you want to grow, then grow, but like your reasons why. And that's what I help people do is identify those reasons why. And then like Jenny, you can speak to this because we did, we have been having this conversation about You know, because if you're rushing to make a new product, you have to ask yourself why. Like, is it because you're bored? Like, your business is doing so well. And so it's kind of in this flow state where you're like, what am I going to do? Like, I'm not used to not being busy all the time. Um, Or is it because you feel like your audience would benefit from this new product? Or is it because, you know, whatever it is, just identifying the reason why?
0: Yeah, that's we have been working on that the last couple of months because things I was sharing with you you were like I really think these are symptoms of burnout and we kind of nailed it down to that I was working so hard for so long to meet my goal and then when I met it I like didn't know what to to do do with it so then I kept working so hard and I was like I got to create this new thing and this new and you were like I think it was when I started (laughs) pouring my own cement (laughs) You were like, maybe you don't have to keep doing something new. You, you did meet your goal. And like you said, thinking through what are my reasons for Mm -hmm. growth? Like, am I content with where my business is right now? And that's what it came down to is I really am at the ages my boys are at. I don't want to keep pushing myself too hard because I have two years left with one of them. And that, that like makes me want to cry. So I don't, I think I have, I need to celebrate where I have built my business to be and not compare myself to everybody else because I am. My two goals were to leave my part time job. So this could be my income and have a shop. And I have those two goals. Mm-hmm. So what if I don't have to keep pushing myself to the end to like meet this next goal? What if like, this is my goal for now, and I'm here. Yeah. Contentment is the perfect word. When you said that, that's what my mind was trying to think. Is there ever contentment in small business, in corporate, in whatever? And I feel like, Miranda, you said it like it's a personal, it's each business's personal definition of that, I guess, or like when you've reached. That point. And I love what you said. You can slow down and not go away. Like you could be at a point of contentment, mm-hmm. slow down and continue that on to then push more growth, you yeah. know, in in January or whatever. Like I'm thinking of the upcoming season and being like, I know I'm gonna be super busy and this, this, this is gonna to have to go on the back burner for now, mm-hmm. but then knowing I can pick that right back up in January when. I have the time to focus on implementing those things.
1: And I would say, when it comes to those types of things, like if that impacts your customer base, just communicating it directly, like not being apologetic, not I know christina, you you both have you've shut down the shop before and said, you know we're going to go support our children's baseball games. like and you don't have to apologize for that because you're running your own businesses. Nothing makes me sadder than someone who has left or created a business for themselves so that they have more like freedom and flexibility to then be restricted by that business in in terms of freedom and flexibility. So I think just being okay with that. And and the other thing I want to say for, especially for your audience is like you started these businesses as creative outlets for yourselves and when that creative outlet is no longer the outlet, but it is the stressor, then you have to find another outlet. And you can create this is with your cement containers. They're like was <laughs> like you can make those, but you don't have to sell them. Like <laughs> make them for yourself. Yes. You know? And so, and then you you did the flowers, the gardening. And yeah, so that, that
0: was a disaster.
1: <laughs> it was an entertainment. But I tried it. <laughs> but you don't. It just like you wouldn't, well, this is what they tell you in therapy about relationships, but like you wouldn't expect your significant other to like fill all of your emotional cups all the time. You also don't or shouldn't expect your creative business to fill all of your creative cups. Like once it's a business, it's a business. So now you need to go out and get inspired, like go out and create something new or try something new. Like if you sew or make candles, try glass blowing or woodworking or, you know, like, you started, so just reminding yourself of why you got started too, I think is important. And asking yourself, like, oh, do I have a creative outlet anymore? Like, where am I refilling this cup? Because when you're doing it for work, it feels different. Mm-hmm.
0: This is all so really good. So, everybody, this is why you need to go listen to Miranda's podcast because mm-hmm. everything is mm-hmm. filled with wisdom like this. Yeah, yes. go check there out her is. website she daily journal prompts that journal sure, prompts and they're super quick cuz I'm all about quick fast yeah. let's go but it gives me something to think about I love listening to things that help my business grow really and those mindset things have been super helpful and so even if Good. you have a few minutes in the morning like hop on her journal prompts she'll give you something to think about all day all week for your your business and they're just super practical Aw, thanks! I thank you so much for having me and for listening. It's always fun. I
1: feel like, like in my head, when I record a podcast, I'm thinking of Christina and Jenny. Like,
0: oh, yes. well, my personal favorite is when you drop f bombs. Right? <laughs> me too, me too. So yeah, I am your, explicit. I am your target. Market, yeah. So yes, one hundred percent. Thank you so much for
1: having me. Thanks,
0: Randa. Join in the conversation by following us on Instagram at at underscore small business sisters. Make sure to introduce yourself because we love to follow and support other small businesses. And if you love the podcast, we would absolutely be so grateful if you subscribe and leave us a review. Every positive review helps other small business owners to find us. Remember, don't do life alone. We're better together.